Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sportsmanlike Conduct. I am your host, Mike. I'm with Matt and Cole. And after back after it, after a um, one-week little hiatus, but we got some good takes for you guys. Hell yeah, let's go. All right, so going into the uh, the only sport that's still churning right now, we're going to be talking about the uh, the NFL, looking into it. Now that we kind of have a good grip on how teams are going to look and what they're going to be like, we're going to go over what the uh, top matchups, best games to watch this year we think are going to be. Good good games. Yeah, uh, last night they, they had that three-hour special. I didn't watch it. Um, I just saw the pass leaked out there thing about half hour before it started. Um, so I didn't really watch it. Um, but you have some tangible sense of football coming up. Um, so I, obviously the first, the first one that strikes everyone's mind is, well, for me anyway, I should say everyone. Um, you got Breeze and Brady. Yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah. Twice a year. Mm, yeah. Strong. Right. It's the Sunday. Um, it's not the first game. But it, I think it's a 425 matchup, so probably like America's Game of the Week or whatever. Um, but it's uh, two legends just like dueling it out. And I, when was the last time they Breeze played that much? When was the last time they played? Was it 2000? And... I it, can't even remember. I think the Saints – was it when the Saints came to Gillette and Kembrell Tompkins? Yeah, that the, game. That game yeah. was wild. Yeah. <laughs> was that the last time they played? That was in 2013. Um, There's no way that's the last time they played, though. Um, but the that's NFL like the one game that you remember. That. Like, like the, when's the last time the, that Tom Brady and the Patriots played, um, like, Aaron Rodgers or someone like that? Like, they don't do a good job of matching stuff up like that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be a uh, – that's going to be a really cool game. Um, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have Pats fans, Bucks fans, Saints fans, and just the rest of football fans watching that game. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna love that one. Um, oh, so the last time they played, last time they played was 2017. Pats blew them out of the water. <laughs> really, boat <Absolutely> raced them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, September 17th. 2017. Wow. All right. 20 points in the first quarter. That's tough. Well, I got a uh, another matchup here. A little uh, Tua versus Burrow. I got Dolphins-Bengals. They are playing each other this year. I think – I mean, it may be not the top game of the year, but uh, I think it's it'll draw a crowd. I want to watch it. What yeah. week is it, you know? Um, it's early in the season. I can check for sure, but, um, yeah, I think that that game, it's kind of like two teams where like they should improve a lot from the draft, but like it, the odds are that one of them's still going to suck. Bengals. I think the Bengals will still suck, but you think the Dolphins will do all right? The Bengals don't have a bad offense. No, but Cincinnati. They just have a bad system. They just have a terrible organization. Um, a terrible logo. That logo looks like <laughs> Dude, it can't be as bad as LA Chargers. But <laughs> um, yeah, that Chargers logo is interesting. Um, I don't know. What if Tua doesn't play? It's like, 
if Tua doesn't play, then what do you do? It's like oh, okay, then I guess it's based on that. Like if the if Tua doesn't play, then then that's not who who's that quarterback if Tua doesn't play? Is it Fitzpatrick? Rosen? Yeah, Fitzmagic. Oh. <laughs> remember, remember what everyone thought Ryan Fitzpatrick was good for like three weeks. He is a solid quarterback. He beat the he beat New England last year. All they needed to do was win that last game. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that they're, they're coming into New England first week, so. Yeah, that's the first game. They love playing the spoiler, huh? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, if Tua doesn't play, then it's gonna be a crap game. But if those two quarterbacks are gearing up against each other, it's gonna be a really good game. Oh, it's gonna be. I don't. I don't want to say it's gonna be. A, a good game. It's got to be a watch game. Everyone wants to see what they do. Yeah, um, I'm 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 agreeing with you, Matt. Uh, Bucks versus Saints, Week One. I think eighty yeah. percent of football fans are going to be tuning into that game. I think Brady plays Rogers too later in the season. Um, yeah, well, they really? have the Bucks the division. I believe so. They play Week One and like Week Nine, I think. Um, what? No, Rodgers isn't in his division. Oh, Rodgers. I thought you meant Brees. Yeah. I think I think they play. Yeah, they're, they're my second matchup, Bucks versus Packers. Oh, yeah, 10-18. That's another 425 matchup. Holy God, dude. Dude, all of their games are like primetime games. That's yeah. crazy. That's oh, good. Uh, That's good. That's smart by the league. Yeah, but I took Bucks Packers at number two. That game's going to be sick. I feel like a lot of storylines around that game. Imagine, imagine the Bucks blow them out of the water, right? I think that's a guaranteed Aaron Rodgers wants out of there because then all of a sudden it's like a shadow of Tom in his older days left the team he was with for his entire career to try and go win or have a better chance at winning, and that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers should do. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers gets boat raced by a 43-year-old quarterback in the new system, then that kind of settles the debate if Rodgers is even relatively close to um, Brady. But I feel like it'll be a good game regardless. I still think Aaron Rodgers is really good, though. Oh, yeah, I, he's, not, yeah. he's not, like, he's not the best quarterback of, like, our generation, you know what I mean? Like, he's a, he's a good quarterback. He's a great quarterback, but he's not, like, the guy – where people try to make that Brady Rodgers comparison, I just don't think that that can happen, mm. especially if he gets boat raised. Um, yeah. And people are all saying that Rodgers needs weapons around him, but the thing is, I think that I think Matt Lafleur is doing it right. I think he's he's looking at it in a way he's looking at the team first, not Aaron Rodgers. It's not Aaron Rodgers' team, you know. He's no, you have a great quarterback. You want to. Okay, to go, Aaron Rodgers has never seen another offensive player be drafted in the first round besides a couple, besides last week, and it was whatever his name, Andrew Love or whatever. But also, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and we know him as Aaron Rodgers because of what he's done with the offenses that he's had. He's also old. Er, I mean, I'm saying that, like, he's great. He is great and he's been great with the offenses that he's had so like why does he need special imagine talent him with, Mike no. imagine him with a good offense 
Now picture building around him. With that's a, what you. Want, that's what everyone says, but it never happens. Exactly because they just won't do it for whatever reason. Tom Brady, same thing. They never uh, gave Brady's weapons. had weapons before. No, he's had guys that fit his system that proved. All right, besides Randy Moss, who's the best receiver, pure talent wise, after Randy Moss? Uh, Cooks or Edelman, probably. Yeah, that's it. And then after that, the list gets really drops off. I mean, but they put what Bill did. This isn't apples to apples, but um, what all Bill I'm saying did, is that you shouldn't be like, I understand what Matt LaFleur is doing. He's building a football team first. He's not wasting money in free agency and high draft picks on receivers. No, but you, you want to win a Super Bowl with a great quarterback, a, like a generational quarterback, you build around him. You don't right? need receivers first. That's not your, the first thing on your hit list. <sighs> I think it, you, you need an offense around Aaron him. Aaron Rodgers should make the receivers better, right? He should, technically, but imagine him having, like, good receivers other than Devontae Adams. He's a, I, he has a talented offense. Imagine, imagine they draft a, a good tight end, like, not even in the first round. It could be in the second round. But someone to replace Jimmy Graham because – they rolled with a bucket of nails for Jimmy Graham for this past year. Yeah, Jimmy Graham is. Um, they, I, they just uh, Devontae Adams is great. Yeah, like he's top five receiver in the league. Aaron Jones is good. Slightly overrated. And then who's their next best offensive threat? Um, Valdez, Lazard. Or, uh, Lazard. Yeah, Alan Lazard. Uh, they signed Funches, right? Did they? Yeah, I think they have Devin Funches on their team. Oh, he's solid. Yeah, but imagine if they traded up and got CD Lamb. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be electric. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers would be happy. You're are you, uh, Mike, I feel like your argument makes a lot more sense if you're just assuming Aaron Rodgers is going to stay on the team no matter what they draft. But keeping your star quarterback happy and giving him a weapon and making him feel like you're contributing towards his success is important too. I'm saying that Matt LaFleur is, like, daring him to leave. Imagine that. Imagine he's if he like, He's, like, not taking shit from him. Imagine if, he, imagine if he tells him to kick it and leave. They had – how many oh. picks did they have? And he didn't draft – it's not that he didn't draft a receiver in the first round. He didn't draft a single receiver. Yeah. <laughs> He's making a point. He, he, in the first round, he picks his backup. Oh, my God. Mr. Moneybags, Mr. Taking up two-thirds of the salary cap. You should be producing, like, two-thirds of the salary cap, all right? I'm not drafting you any receivers until you put up, all right? Yeah, I think they were. What was their record last year? Thirteen and three, or something like that. Yeah, they were good last year. <laughs> but they, they had all their wins were from one score games. Yeah. Like yeah. they in one score games. I heard this on um, Colin Coward's show. Like he said that they were in their record with in one score games. They were seven and one. And think about one score games. Like they, they don't usually go seven and one in one score games. Usually you drop a few more. Yeah. And I believe but, the Vikings were right on their case in the division. So you drop a few more games and then it's a different picture. You're a wild card. Yeah. And All right, let's, let, let, let's, anyway. let's hop back on track. 
Uh, Mike, you have Packers and Cowboys as your second most anticipated matchup. Yeah, I think Packers-Cowboys will be cool because uh, Mike McCarthy and the uh, Cowboys are just fun to watch always because they – and now with C.D. Lamb, they're just going to be – it's going to be a cool game. And I think it's it's just going to be like a prime matchup. I think it will be a high-scoring game because neither team has a freaking defense. And I think I, there will be a little bit of a, a little uh, revenge factor with Aaron Rodgers going at Mike McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, that's got to be the matchup. He's going to want to beat his old team. Yeah, McCarthy versus the Cowboys, that's really the thing. You know, Dak is – I mean, I want to say the Cowboys are going to be very good, but I can almost – like, I can't even convince myself of it because I can just see them sucking because um, that's Dallas in the last 25 years. They have a wicked easy schedule, though. Who, Dallas? Yeah. Yeah, they'll go 10-6 and six and get boat race in the wild card. <laughs> I just I I'm not entertained when the football is in um, Dak Prescott's hands. I just he runs around and he he makes poor decisions. Yeah. Um, but it's, I mean, it's not fun. The there, there's not a lot of like chance involved. You don't know what you're gonna see. You know what you're gonna see when you watch him. It's like uh, who are you talking about? Dak Prescott. I don't have fun watching that. He's predictable. Well, Turns around. I think he's going to watch. Yeah. He's got that fire. You know, he's got that. I'm just going to put the team on my back, even though it's not like always the best. I'm not <laughs> saying he's like a great quarterback. He's fun to watch because he's just got that like will to win. Yeah. I mean, I just think it'll be a good game. I really do. I, I think I'd, the I'd be excited to watch it. Oh, believe me. I mean, I don't really hate the Cowboys, but whenever I when I see that they're nationally televised every week, it's always Joe Buck and Troy Aikman too. Always, but it's, that's okay. Um, but yeah, the pa- I mean, the Packers and Cowboys always have good matchups. Um, more so back in the Romo days, but um, mm-hmm. uh, that'll be a good game. Um, I had uh, yeah, I had Chiefs and Ravens. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think I mean obviously they're the two probably the two best teams the AFC, um, but I want to see if the Ravens like falter this year. You know they're not as good. Um, Chiefs could have Super Bowl hangover. Yeah, eh, Chiefs could have a Super Bowl hangover. But I, as much as I hate the Chiefs and I rag on the Chiefs, I still think they're very good. Um, and I think he's going to. Uh, that team is going to be very, very fun to watch, and I hope the Ravens crash and burn. <laughs> um, it, yeah. It just I Baltimore. Oh God, that it, it, especially after what they did in the playoffs last year. I feel like this year, this is the year for them to just suck. And yeah. like, oh, you missed your shot. Like, you had it, and you couldn't couldn't beat Tennessee. <laughs> um, yeah, no disrespect to Tennessee at all, but like. This is the matchup that should have been the AFC Championship last year. And it probably would have been more entertaining. But I feel like I've I've used this analogy before, and you guys aren't going to 100% know what it means. But so a couple years ago, the Rockets really devoted to doing the, like, small ball three-point system. And they won, like, 65 games in the regular season, and they were, like, insane. 
And then all of a sudden they got to the playoffs and teams had a chance to work on them and figure them out. And they were, they blew it. They sucked in the playoffs. And then the next year they sucked because once one team figured it out, everyone figured it out and learned how to play them. And I feel like that's what's going to happen to the, uh, to the Ravens. Like they were insane last year. What? 14 and two. They sucked in the playoffs and they're going to come back this year and teams are going to figure them out. They drafted, I mean, at least some teams drafted to prepare to face them and they're just not going to make as much noise. Yeah. So I looked at, um, you look at like uh, teams that have signed like on defensive, the defensive side of the ball, they've gotten like hyper athletic um, defensive backs and, and linebackers and whatnot to stop these mobile quarterbacks because the mobile quarterback is coming such a thing in the league yeah. now. Um and I think that's teams are starting to get a grip on that because, you know, the days of sit back in the pocket, there are very few quarterbacks that do that anymore. Um, so I think teams are finally getting that and the hyper athletic speedy quarterbacks are going to be not neutralized, but slowed down a bit. Imagine the Isaiah Simmons going after uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be sick. Yeah. All, All right. right. Um, Mike, you had Buck Saints as your third one. Yeah, I just I didn't put it in order as much as I thought. I I really just Buck Saints. I mean, Brady Breeze. Everyone's gonna yeah. want to watch that. Right. Yeah, and I went with Ravens Chiefs just because I feel like remember that game two years ago and it was Chiefs versus Rams and it was a 52-54 or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. I feel like that Ravens versus Chiefs could be a game like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I remember our fantasy team. Yeah. Eric Hill put up like 40 fucking points. (laughs) um, All right, Matt. So you, your third pick gives me a headache. Bills Patriots. Um, yeah. I'm really high on the Bills. I think the Bills are very good. Um, they were number two in defensive, like so, number two in defense. Should I say in regards to points allowed? Um, Josh Allen, a pretty good quarterback. They got some weapons on wide receiver, and they they're only going to get better. Um, and they're going to make a serious push. I think they're probably the favorites to win the AFC East, which is weird. Um, but then I look at the Patriots and. Everyone thinks they're dead and buried. Like, just it's got to be a trash year. They got a tank. They're going for Trevor Lawrence. I think they have what four to five win projection. Like, they cannot be that bad. Um, so I think they kind of have um, something to prove that they're still in it. And the Patriots and Bills, especially if it's a late season game, that game's going to be very good um, to see who wants it more. I think I, I'm excited for this season of the Pats. I think it's just gonna be cool to watch. I just to see how they're gonna do. Yeah, I, this season so ticket this, prices will go down. Yeah, they have people yeah. in the fan in the stands. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I was watching a couple different podcasts last week, and this is my this is my thoughts on the Patriots. This is what I think they're doing. They traded like. They pretty much, like, said the hell with the draft this year. They're looking at the draft next year. Name me another team 
and I'll make one exception, Jacksonville, who's going to look to draft a star QB next year. There's not, like, any – every team has a quarterback now. Detroit? Mm. No, Matthew – I feel like they're going to roll with Matthew Stafford. What if he sucks this year? Again. He's not that bad. What if he stays hurt? He had a, he had a really good end of the season this past year. Um, there's just not there's just not another team that's in Panthers need of a quarterback. What? Panthers could. No, they have. Uh, they just signed signed Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. He could not be too good. I, I I know what you mean. Like it's slim pickings. Yeah. So I feel like what the Pats are gonna do is this season. They can, I feel like they're just going to say, to hell with offense. They'll run an offense. It's not going to be anything special. No one's going to be excited to watch the Pats offense come onto the field. Defense, they'll tell their defensive guys to put in the effort. They're still going to have good defense. They'll give every team they face a tough time defensively. They're not going to win that many games. And then they're going to wait for QBs to fall in the draft next year and just absolutely restock next year. See, I, that's what any normal human being would do. But Bill Belichick is not a normal human being. No. He doesn't draft. <laughs> he any, drafted a division. Thanks. He drafted a division two safety in the in his first pick in the draft. <laughs> like uh maybe he really likes Stidham. Maybe what if Stidham goes off this year? You know, like great. I hope he's the next Pat Mahomes and throws fifty five touchdown passes. Yeah, like, do I think Stidham's going to be like the guy? Probably not, but no one thought Tom Brady was going to be the guy either. So, um, cool fifty touchdown passes would be nice. Yeah, and that offense just absolutely gassed up. Ugh. Jacoby Myers become the next like Tyree Kill. <laughs> I was gonna say I don't think anyone on our offense right now could like catch a ball like besides Julian Edelman. Well, Julian Edelman's thirty four. Um, he's gonna get killed. Oh, Julian Edelman's got to get murdered. Stedham's got to throw some, like. What if Julian demands a trade to the Bucks? What What if Julian Edelman de- demands a trade to the Bucks? It's gonna be stupid. That'd People be will be like, "Really? Enough of this." Well, they'd have too many receivers. They'd have Godwin, Evans, and Edelman. Yeah, and it'd be like enough of this. Like seriously, like that might can't... actually be bad for them because Tom's probably working on his chemistry with Evans and Godwin right now. But then Edelman and him would already have like a system, and it'd be yeah. a little. It might interfere with what he's just learning. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but I, I feel like I feel like Stidham's got to throw him like a hospital pass right over the middle, and it's gonna be the last of Julian Edelman that you'll say. <laughs> um, All right, you want to move on for uh, some baseball real fast? Yeah. Um, so baseball, they laid out a um, a discuss like a plan to the players association to come back um we've seen the kbo the korean baseball organization that league is on espn now nice so it it can happen baseball can come back it's just how you you kind of mix and match it and like where you play and like all this shit i don't know the full details only people inside know the full details but they wanted to come back um but my question for you guys is who has the biggest downside like out so pitchers or hitters coming back let's say they come back in july 
reminder, they started in spring training, they were amping, uh, ramping it up, and then all of a sudden they stopped, and then they have to come back three, four months later. Who do you think suffers the most? Mm. I see. Well, since they have no practice, like, are they going to do like a little mini training before they They'll go? They'll probably do like two. Or th- so the plan is to start mid June, and then right around July fourth, you start a season. So you're going to have two, three weeks of spring training. I think the pitchers will have a rough start, but they'll get right into it. The pitcher, dude, if you picture yourself throwing 100 miles per hour for a living and you are, you've started and you have to stop and you, you can't go anywhere, so you're just playing like soft toss or something like that, now you're coming out, you're going to face big league hitters. Whew, a lot of home runs in that game in the first few weeks. Um, they got to leave. Like, it's just got to be – you're see a lot of pitchers that are rusty. Um, I mean, my initial guess is neither of them benefit. I feel like everyone, no athlete, really benefits from this unless unless they were injured beforehand and then their season's delayed and then there's a possibility of them coming back. Those are the only people who benefit from it. Yeah. But anyone who's active to start and then going to be active when it ends, it's just a downside for both. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, it's definitely not going to be – not going to be a great situation, but I'm just thinking, you know, the wear and tear that your arm goes through, you want to build up, you want to strengthen that up, and then all of a sudden you stop, and then you got to strengthen it back up. You have two weeks to do it. You're like, really? <laughs> um, uh, that's got to be – that's got to be interesting, though. Do you think MLB shortens their season because of it? Oh, yeah. There's no way they play 162 games. Um, it'll probably it, – yeah. They'll – They'll probably find ways to condense the games too, and uh, it could get wacky. Um, but yeah, I don't think there. There's no way they'll probably only fit three months of baseball in, or four months playoffs. Oh yeah, because I mean they can't really play. Could they play in the cold? Yeah, but it would suck. No one wants to be out there Thanksgiving, like playing a World Series. Like fuck that. Like that. I mean, like, I mean, like cold, like December, January. Like no, 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 no. Unless they isolate, like, all the teams into one state, kind of like, like how the NBA is going to do. Yeah. That's imagine cool. they just, like, imagine Disneyland gets renovated to be, like, the utopia of sports. And it's just, like, all major sports happen within Disneyland. I'd be going to Disneyland. <laughs> I'm going to Disneyland. They build, like. Why Disneyland? I'm sure because that's what, like, NBA was NBA was thinking about that putting all NBA teams in Disneyland and then play all NBA games there. That'd be sick, but like again, why do the people of Florida get to be so lucky? Because it's warm and it's every single professional league game in any sport in Boston. Because it's we don't have a big enough real estate that's already built to do all that. No, we do. Okay, you want to? Yeah. All right, so NBA, NHL. Let's move on to that. Um, quick, quick touch on: uh, Should the season be canceled or not? Now that we're looking at everything, sports seem to be back up on the come. Um, what do we think should happen with the rest of the season? They, I mean, this is completely biased because the Bruins are in first place and we're due to have an amazing playoff run. So I'm saying, no way. Don't cancel the season, like please. But I mean, they could. I don't. I just. Uh, I'd be so sad if they did. I. So if they started it, um, 
if they started the NHL season, Mike, do you think they'd hop right into the playoffs or do you think they'd finish out the regular season? I think they'd, they'd shorten the end. They had, like, teams had anywhere between, like, 15 to 20-something games left. Like, there was a couple of games, like, like around there. I think they'd shorten it down. They'd make it just, like, 10 games. All right. And then go right to the playoffs. Who's, like, the worst team in the league? Probably the Red Wings. All right. Picture being on the Detroit Red Wings, and you're like, oh, we're going to have – Five to ten games left. Come on down, and you got to hype. You got to. So you've been off for this amount of time. Now you have to rebuild up because anyone who plays hockey knows once you hit the ice, it's a completely different animal. You know, you're getting thrown around, and so picture yourself with all this downtime. You got to rebuild back up for five to ten games or something like that, and you got to shut it back down. I, I mean, do that. Well, what, what, how can they not play for those ten games, even if it is t- if it's ten games? What are the, what's the organization – what are the Red Wings going to say? No, we don't want to play the last 10 games because we suck. Yeah, but, like, you could – Well, it's so, your own damn fault. You are paid by this league, and you represent the league. So, but You're going to do what this league is telling you to do in this I, pandemic. You're I think – Fucking facts, Mike. Get after it. I would I, – if I were the uh, Detroit Red Wings, I'd be like, screw you. Um, I am not picking my – because – there's more stuff that goes into it, you know, like it can't just be about sport. Like you have to do like all the social distancing and all this fucking health shit. And it's like, um, there's not going to be any fans. No, I know. But if you're, let's say you're a Detroit Red Wings, you got to leave your family for five games or 10 games or whatever it is. You suck anyway. And nothing's going to come of it. And you got to, you go risk yourself injury and whatnot. Why would you do it? There's no point. I feel well, like as a coach, as a coach, you take that into account. You can play your backups, and you're, you can get young guys time. Like, you, like it's not like they're going to war for a year. They're, they're going no, like, to get their families. I don't think – I think – so my plan and would be – And five of those games are going to be home games anyway. I, my plan would be um, have the teams that are either in it or, like, right on the bubble, have them come back, try to, you know, like, play for positioning in the playoffs – and then just go right into the playoffs. You can't just pick it right back up where you were because it's just – it's kind of almost like a waste of time. Like, if you're, you know what I mean? Like, I'd set up like a bracket for teams that would be on a bubble and te- for positioning and to get into the playoffs. Um, did you read the athletic report that came out? It pulled some NHL players. If they want to come back, do they think it would come back, yada, yada, yada. And they were like, I'm not – I don't know if I'd want to come back. It's like, is it worth it? Like, you know, you come back for the playoffs and it's not going to be a normal Stanley Cup playoff. You know what I mean? Where home ice and away ice is always, you know, the the, fa- the fans kind of generate that. You're in it. Whoever wins it, you're always going to have that asterisk where it's like, it wasn't a normal playoff run. I mean, I don't think they put an asterisk next to it. No, but it, you know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't be the same deal. Yeah. Because there's no fans. Yeah. And I, I, so I, what I'm trying to get at is I think NHL has a longer shot of actually coming back. They might as well just scrap it and wait till next year. I think, I think it would actually be kind of unique. I, I think there would be some positive things about having no fans. It would be like they're so used to playing in front of fans that they'd, it, they'd, it would feel like they were playing in high school again, like there was no one there. You know, they would just be – they would have each other to cheer each other on and it'd just be hockey. Yeah, no, it, it would definitely be interesting, but – I think the biggest 
reason. I'm actually in the mindset that they should just go right into the playoffs, um, both leagues, NHL and MLB, but for a different reason than you, Matt. I'm just looking at next season sports, and I want to do the least amount of damage to that season as possible. So if you play the rest of your regular season, that's like two months roughly, a month and a half of regular season play, and then you have to suck the playoffs. And then you're looking at finishing your season in September if we started right now, October. That's when you finish and a champion's crowned. And then all of a sudden you need an off season, and that won't end until – March, and then your season has to start back up again. That's what I. That's that's what I kind of think about. If you're if you're a shitty team and you come back for only for a few games and you only have so much time off and you got to come right back, it's like I just I was ramped up, I was getting going, and then I was in the middle of everything. Now I had to shut it down. I have to come back for a few games and I have to shut it back down only to ramp up sooner. I'm like, what am I doing here? You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I just think if you start the playoff, like let's say miraculously playoffs are able to start beginning of July. Playoffs could finish up beginning of August. Then all of a sudden your season goes – then you do next season shortened. You start in December or November. And then you can do another um, lockout season and just finish it at the normal time. So the ending yeah. of this one's delayed, and then the start of next year's is delayed. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're back on pace. I also think NHL is so predicated on – like, Mike, you you know this. It's like when teams get hot, they're, like, unstoppable. Like, that's like – like, we saw the Bruins last year. They got hot. Same thing with um the Blues. They were the worst team in the league, and then they got wicked hot, and they yeah. won the Stanley Cup. Now it's like, okay, teams were hot. Like, the Bruins, like you said, were the number one team in the league, and they were wicked hot, and now – they they're stopped now. They have to pick it, it back would be up. Hard like, to just come back into a league mid-season, do a couple games, be like, all right, yeah, we're hot again, and then yeah. I feel like if they did the if they do the playoffs like that, there's going to be some upsets because teams just aren't going to have it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The the this could be the best playoffs of like any sport ever, though, because everyone's going to have energy and be ready to go if they started it right away. That's true. That is an interesting point. Yeah. All right, well, let's shift focus back over to uh, NFL. We got top five wide receivers in the game as of right now. Uh, Mike, why don't you start with your list? Uh, I got Julio Jones as number one. All right. That's pretty good. I think Julio Jones is has been a dominant force in the league for his entire career. He's never done anything besides greatness. Yeah, he's got that criticism of not catching touchdown passes, but that's just a scheme thing. He had a bunch of touchdown passes or a bunch of touchdown catches last year. The dude's just a freight train. He's strong, fast. He's got amazing hands. He's smart. He's calm, cool, collected. He's not a diva. Keeps his mouth shut. He's everything that you want in a receiver and more. He is absolutely the prototype, like, number one best receiver in the league right now, Julio Jones. Um, I'm pretty much rolling with Michael Thomas for almost every single reason you just said. But I just like Michael Thomas's build a little bit more than I like Julio's. I feel like Julio's is a little bit more heavier set compared to Michael Thomas. Michael Tom- I feel like Michael Thomas just has a little bit more length to him. Catch the ball a little bit. Younger too. I think he's younger as well. 
What? Blue Jones might be taller, but I don't think, if anything, they're like the same size. I think Michael Thomas is a bit faster. He's younger, too. Um, but Michael Thomas is I mean, just like, Julio Jones is 29 to 28. So, like, yeah. Um, not like slow. He's right in his prime. No, I know. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, the routes that, and that, it's like, when you talk about wide receivers, it's, it's so much of like the scheme that they're in. Like Michael Thomas is literally just Breeze's like number one guy. So like, um, I, I don't know. I I feel like that's why. What? I got. I got. I got. I'll be right back. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, cold ditch. Um, so. Mike, who do you have? You have – oh, yeah, you have Julio Jones. So, me and Cole both have Michael Thomas. Yeah, I just don't – I mean, I, I think Michael Thomas is awesome. I just don't think that – I don't think he's better than Julio Jones. Um, yeah, no, Julio Jones is definitely, like, a stud. We've seen, like, those sick catches. Even in the Super Bowl a few years back, he made some insane catches. Um, and he's always, yeah. he's always good for – He's good for a productive season. I know the touchdown thing people kind of rag on him about, but yeah. But besides that, he produces, dude. Yeah, no, he, he definitely does. Um, oh look at that, Cole's back. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Family emergency. Um. So are we still talking about Julio and Michael Thomas? Yeah, we were just saying that Michael Thomas has probably a better system around him, and that's why he produces more. But Julio Jones is more talented. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. I feel like Michael Thomas is just – and I mean, Julio's like this too, but Michael Thomas, I feel like you could just put on any single team in any position and he would just fit it. I feel like Julio might need to be the – is more of like the focal point. I don't know. I No, I get, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. yeah. I have – I mean, I have Julio Jones at my number two. So – yeah, I mean, who you can, can I mean, they're so close. It's like, you know, those those two guys are the best receivers in the league. I think, um, at least they're up there. They'll always be there. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you can you can interchange them, but you guys have DeAndre Hopkins at number two. Yeah, I put Hopkins at number two. Yeah, I think DeAndre Hopkins is. We talked about this the other week, but uh, he's the he's the new young prototype receiver. One handed catches, crazy fast, good moves. Just long, skinny, like he's just. But he can go up and get it, and yeah, he won't. Awesome. He won't. He won't drop anything. He can get his hands on. It's crazy. Yeah, he's he's got to be. Except in the playoffs. If you're picking a team, and Julio Jones isn't there, you want DeAndre Hopkins. Like that. That's it. He's number two. I feel like I feel like Hopkins is just so good because he bails you out of so many situations, especially with that Texans team. Oh yeah, you can literally. Two minutes left, just close your eyes and air yeah. it. You're fine. Yeah, like the Cardinals. Are you, you going to be on the left side of the field or the right side of the field? And are you going past 15 yards? Okay, I'll throw it to you. I'll get it in that area. So, Wadron, and he'll get it. Yeah. I, you know me, I like my controversial takes. I don't even have Hopkins in my top five right now. Uh, yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> so, dude, I may just be a cynical asshole about this, but dude, <laughs> that playoff game where he was 
He didn't get targeted once. And he was bitching that he didn't get targeted. And then Hopkins throws him a ball and he fucking drops it. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> that's, that is like just irony in its greatest yeah, form. That's also – he was – that was the playoffs. He was probably so amped up to have like a big productive game. Like he knows that he has to be the number one guy and produce. And then he just – time goes by and he's not doing anything. You know, it was just a mental thing. And by the time yeah. he got target, dude, he was, he was probably so mad that he just – his hands weren't there. He's dropped it. You know, it's it happens. Yeah. But, okay, Matt. I'm. Not only did you not put DeAndre Hopkins on your list, you put Mike Evans in, and you didn't put Tyree. You put Mike Evans in over Hopkins, and you didn't put Tyree Kill in. Yeah, because Tyree Kill is just a guy who runs down the field and is fast as shit. He's not like a like a. You know where Michael yeah, Thomas and Julio Jones can like. Standpoint. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, my Tyree Kill is just a dude who runs fast and Pat Mahomes gets in the ball. Like that's there's not much skill to. It. I mean, there's skill in being fast, but he's I mean, gifted. He's got good he, hands. Yeah, but he's gifted that he's fast. So it's like he has he has bounce too. He can go up. Yeah, but I mean, when I think of like a like a strictly from a not like an athletic, but like a uh, skill standpoint, Tyree Kill is not up there. He is just a dude who's gifted, like insanely fast, who just gets the ball. Um, so that's why I didn't okay, have yeah. But what what is Mike Evans in that sense then? Mike Evans is a top one receiver who he he was with Jameis <laughs> and he still was uber productive. So I think imagine him with a good quarterback who would elevate his game even more. I yeah, think I Mike 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 Evans was on your fantasy team. How how productive was he? He was good. I mean, there were some weeks where Jameis would, you know, shit the bed, and Mike Evans would also suffer because of that. But yeah, that's right. So I'm thinking top. Like, Mike Evans is a freak. Like, yeah. I'm almost tempted to put him on my list now because of um, just what we're talking about. But I still think I'd rather have Tyreek Hill than Mike Evans just because Mike Evans has a tendency to drop the ball. He does have some does have some butterfingers every now and again. Tyreek Hill is more of a niche receiver. Like he's not kind of as adaptable as Mike Evans. But dude, like you put no one can guard him. You no one can guard him. You just tell him to run around in circles and he's he's gonna get open. You know, and like he's got good enough hands that it doesn't matter. You don't have to put it right on a dime to get him the ball. As long as you get the ball somewhere near him, he'll He's going to be five yards in front of the guy trying to cover him. So Mike Evans is six five, two thirty. Yeah, Evans is a he good, is a big he's dude. He's awesome. He's two inches taller than Thomas and Julio Jones. Yeah, I like Mike. I like Mike Evans. Believe me, I know he's like. I think he's like he would be number six on my list. I have Tyree Kill at five. I'd probably put him at six. I might, dude. I could even flip them. Like I'm saying, like they're both right there. They're sick. Yeah, he's got a mean stiff arm, too. His days back at Texas A&M as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that's why I have Mike Evans on there. Um, I mean, you guys, we all have OBJ on here, right? Yeah, I have OBJ at three. Who OBJ? Yeah, I feel like you just can't judge this past year from OBJ. He hasn't been with, like, a – I mean, you could say Eli Manning was, like, a uh, – he's a borderline – good quarterback. I mean, he, his regular seasons aren't anything pretty, but in Baker Mayfield, like, uh, he needs 
Imagine him with like a semi decent quarterback, like a I don't know. Some give me someone. Uh, I don't want to say Brady because that's too cliche, but like a I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like if you're a truly talented receiver like Odell Beckham Jr., like you should be producing. Yeah, I mean, he is gifted. That dude can he he can make plays. I th- I also think he's kind of a sissy. Oh, he is a hundred percent a diva. So it's like that's where it brings him down. But if he like really focused just playing football and said screw like all the you know all the off the field shit like kicking uh the kicker fucking mesh net and hit him in the face yeah. like you know what I mean like yeah I think he would be just top five. That's why I I kind of scaled my thing as just guys who are very athletic and critical um i think obj is up there yeah all right Uh, i mean i have Devonta adams at three michael thomas at four and then tyree kill at five and we already talked about what i would do with tyree yeah i have i have Devonta adams on there too Um, yeah i I had hulu at three tyreek four obj five i just i I like seeing obj i want to see him do well i hope baker mayfield can do something this year. I mean, oh, for God's sake. I mean, he has, he's quieted down a little bit. He's not talking big smack saying he's going to win the Super Bowl again. He had a he had a tough sophomore slump, man. He's not, I think that sophomore slump is what we're going to expect from him. I think he's going to be, like, average. Yeah, he's next to Matthew Stafford. Yeah, a shorter version. <laughs> um, you can't throw the balls far. No. All right. All right. Well, moving NASCAR. on to NASCAR. Yeah. You know, uh, you guys know that I love getting in touch with my redneck side and watching NASCAR, but we have seven races in like 10 or 11 days. Um, Woo! I think this is the, out of anything, this is the easiest one to bring back. You have everyone's wearing the face mask and. Not golf? Huh? Not golf? I mean, you're, you're talking about face coverings, how everyone in the country has to wear face coverings now. These dudes literally have to wear a helmet. <laughs> so, like, picture that and a face covering or something like that. Like, little pit crews, they got to be close to each other. And that's more than – Yeah, but they also wear – they also wear masks and shit. They wear, like, the fire-retardant helmets and um, – Yeah, I know, but they're still close to each other. Yeah, but, I mean, they, they have a better shot at – let's say we go to the grocery store. We have to wear a mask anyway. But I'm saying, like, when they're in there – it's only they're only allowing the critical people to come in, so crew chiefs and the crew, and then spotters. The spotters are gonna be in the stands, six feet away from each other, and then the the drivers are gonna be in their own fucking cars. So it's like, you know, it's it's pretty easy to um, get back without fans. So you have Darlington and Charlotte. Um, you have the, I, I mean, you, you're gonna have seven races. Like that's awesome. You're gonna have a Sunday and a Wednesday race. Um, for the cup, you got to have a Tuesday race for the Xfinity, and then you got to have a truck race mixed in there too. Um, so I don't know. I think that'll be really good to get NASCAR back, and I think you're going to be seeing more states allow them to come back without fans, obviously. Yeah. Just because it's, I mean, it's easier, and you know, it's at least it's something to watch. You know what I mean? Like a yeah, I mean, I'll probably tune in and watch, watch some crashes. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and you had the the Coca Cola Six Hundred, which is the longest race of the year, um, which is going to be very cool. Interesting. Um, and it's not like the fans really play a big part in NASCAR either. No, it's like you can't really you don't hear the fans. Oh, you just hear the fucking cars go around and around. So it's like, yeah, literally, it's and it's it's going to be cool. It's going to be weird seeing without fans in the in the stands, but it it'll be a uh, I mean, it, it, it'll be fine. I mean, I don't – I think it's it's easier to bring that back than anything else than golf, the second. Um, but. I mean, golf is coming back. They already have a plan for a couple of uh, tournaments and such. Yeah, yeah, Brady, Manning, um, Woods, and Mickelson. Did you see that interview, that Zoom interview with them? No. Oh, dude, it was hilarious. <laughs> There's there was, with them? Huh? With all four of them? Yeah. Oh, they were ragging on each other. Oh, dude, it's so funny. Go on if you like if you watch it. Um Peyton Manning, he was I feel like during his time in football, he was so dislikable. And like But he's such a great guy. Oh my god, but after like post football, he's like Alex Rodriguez, but like a lesser version because Alex Rodriguez was a dick. Um I just hated Peyton Manning because he was good, and everyone said he was better than Tom Brady. That's it. Yeah, yeah. But now, off the now, when he's like retired, him and Tom back and forth. Oh, dude, it's so funny. Yeah, they rag on each other so much, and uh, Tiger rags on Phil as well. <laughs> it's that was really fun. And it's Tom and Phil versus Tiger and Peyton, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, they were just roasting the matchups. They're like, oh yeah, it's uh. The, the the lesser team versus like Tiger was like oh yeah uh, neither Phil or Brady can hit the fairway anymore or something like that it was pretty funny um, and then the other matchup is Ricky Fowler um, Dustin Johnson who else is in it uh, Wolf and um, it's only those four what are you talking about no there's another matchup. That's coming up. Oh, yeah. I saw Rory McIlroy. Um, and who is Dustin it? Dustin Johnson. Is it Brooks Kepka? I don't think it's Kepka. Um, I think it's – so it's Matt Wolf, Rory. Dustin. Tyler, Dustin Johnson. Oh, okay. That's a four. Yeah. Yeah. So it's them four. And that's a uh, – forget what kind of matchup it is, but that's on – that's coming up on Sunday, the 17th, I believe. Awesome. Um, and when's the Tom Brady and all that one happen? 24th. Of May. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. Nice. You got two weekends of golf. Okay. All right. Um, AFC West predictions? Yeah, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. Who the, uh, who's taking the division? Chiefs. 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 Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I feel like. Super Bowl playing over just really isn't going to be a thing with them. They're going to be so good no matter what, pretty much because of Patrick Mahomes. Nah, dude, the Chargers are going to win it. Justin Herbert is a stud. They're going to f- blow people out of the water. No, I'm kidding. I think it's going to go Chiefs, Broncos, and then, I don't know, Chargers are a question mark, and Raiders have to be, like, decent. Yeah. No, I think the Raiders, you know, actually, I don't know. I think the Raiders are going to be solid. They might be able to – Push for a wild card spot. We'll see. Is the Broncos? No. The no. This this 
division could be one of the sneakiest, like, best divisions. Yeah. I, I feel like the Broncos are going to be, like, a 10-win team. I think Vegas has got to be like that, too. Uh, like, I mean, the Broncos could be good, but Drew Locke could also forget his yeah, job. So un- they are so unproven. That's yeah. I mean – but then so are the Raiders, you know. So, like, yeah. I just think that this division is going to be a fun one to watch. Because even the Chargers, like, what if Herbert's awesome, you know? Like, yeah. that's sick. Then you got the Chiefs and a three-way tie for second place. Like, it would be a crazy race to the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the most approved in the 2021 season? Raiders. Yeah, probably Raiders. Got to be the Raiders. You have Gruden. I mean. Gruden, and then they reached on both their draft picks. They've been making questionable decisions, letting guys go, keeping certain guys. Now's the time. Like you've Gruden, like you told him, you give him this long contract. You're going to like let him work with the team. You can tank a few seasons, get rid of some guys, really rebuild. It's starting to get to that point where it's like, all right, like let's see some, see some improvement here. New stadium, new area. Should be some hype around you guys. Like we got it. Like if you guys dud again, it's going to be pay time, pay up time. Yeah. Um, I might, I might mess around and say the chiefs have the most to prove. Um, I don't think that they're going to have Super Bowl hangover, but. But yeah, I guess they're, they have to, they have the most to prove because it's kind of like a Super Bowl or bust. Right. Imagine, imagine they blow to the vision. I don't think they will. But, that would be kind of wild. Um, if they do what the Ravens did and they get knocked out in the in the second round, then that's that's a joke. You can't be like Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, and I think we've all all agreed on that. But you can't not make it to at least the AFC Championship slash Super Bowl with that roster. Yeah, I mean, especially back twenty out of twenty-two starters. I mean, yeah, I mean, you look at Mahomes' first season as a starter. He made the made the AFC Championship game against the Pats and lost it on a uh, offsides and overtime win. Yeah. Um, and then he won the Super Bowl second year. So, like, he's got to be up there. I mean, yeah, if it's not AFC Championship or bust, I, like, and they, and they drafted. Their their first round pick was literally drafted for Patrick Mahomes, exactly who he wanted. That running back out of um, LSU, Clyde yeah, Edwards. LSU. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's gonna be a beast. That's just like imagine getting drafted by the Super Bowl champs. That'd be the best. But it, yeah, it's just and there's I feel like Super Bowl champs, yes, but also a team that looks like. Such a powerhouse because they're bringing back all these people. Yeah, like he's probably – he's going to have a great long career. Right. And it's not like you got drafted by the Eagles when they won because no no one really expected the Eagles to go that far the year after. Right. Oh, they yeah. had a big times of full hangover. Yeah. 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 But it's just – that would be insane to be drafted by them. Um, yeah. All right. We want to wrap up some – with what you're worth? Yeah. Sure. All right, you guys ready? Yeah. First one I got is an NFL player, and he's got a two-year, 
$50 million completely guaranteed contract. Kirk Cousins? No. Um, 24 touchdown passes, eight picks. Is this his career or last season? Uh, that, that was a year. Okay. Yeah, not career. Oh, my God, no. $50 million guaranteed. No, no, no. I feel like Kirk Cousins is a good guess. Wait. No, it's Brady. Wasn't it? Is that your guess? Yeah. Cole? I'll go with Kirk. It's Tom Brady. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, hold on. <laughs> you almost didn't get him. You mother. <laughs> I was like, these guys have to get him. Oh, my God. Because I had some difficult ones last time, and you still got him. So. Yeah, Brady, wow. By hiding in the open. <laughs> yeah. Good, good guess. All right. All right, next one. This is Connor. All right, I just said his first name. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> I just completely brain farted. All right, well, you know his first name. Uh, eight years, $100 million. Massive contract. That is it. He's a hockey, right? I'm yes. Guessing. Largest contract in NHL history. One hundred points in three of his first five seasons, and in one of his seasons, he scored ninety-seven. Is it Connor McDavid? Goal, Matt. Yeah, going with Connor McDavid. Yeah. I can see you googling, dude. Who oh, Cole? Yeah. You're muted. You're muted. <laughs> uh, I my internet connection shit the bed, so I was muted myself because I didn't know what was happening. Ah. Um, I'm not looking it up at all. Cole's Wi-Fi. Ass. Yeah, that's bad. All right. Yeah, it's Connor McDavid. Shit in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Son of a. I wish I didn't say his first name so bad. Uh, you guys wouldn't have got that. Yeah, probably not. That's kind of carrying me with these. Got to admit. $100 million. That's a million dollars a point. That, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, then again, he was, he's an absolute prodigy. He's the best player in the league. He should have that deal. And he's had that deal for five seasons now. So there's a few seasons left on the contract. And they've yet to make the playoffs. Who's he play for? The Oilers. Jesus. They were going to make the playoffs this year, I think. Um, yeah. Oh, Oilers. Goodness gracious. That's a huge contract, especially NHL. They have a small cap. I mean, yeah, they don't. It's – yeah, salaries are on average less for the yeah. NHL. But it's still – that's the biggest contract in NHL history. Yeah. But then again, he deserves it. Like, you get this kid at – dude, they – He's 19 years old and he's the best player in the league. Like, come on. That's what yeah. you want. Yeah. Let's sign him, give him, lock him up for his whole career, and boom, figure it out later. He was 18 when he signed that contract? Yeah. 
<laughs> Jesus. Wow. Yeah, he was literally a prodigy. Everyone was like, all right, we're this Connor McDavid kid, like he's gonna be the best player. And like you look at his like um pre NHL highlights and it's like it's that's not even fair. <laughs> like what's crazy is he can't even drink alcohol. I know. And he's making a hundred million dollars. <laughs> yeah. He he was yeah, he was making a hundred million dollars like yeah, he's crazy. He's crazy. He signed that. He signed that contract like, I think, last year, or two years ago, or something like that. So he's still got most of it left. Like, dude, he's just gonna be a productive. Like, the torch of best player in the league has been officially passed from Sidney Crosby to Connor McDavid. And Sidney Crosby, we all know how good he's been for his entire career. He's still amazing, top five player in the league. And Connor McDavid's. 22, 23. (laughs) So, like, it's crazy. I got a good what you're worth for next week. That'll be good. Is it your turn? I have no idea. Might be Matt's turn. We can figure it out. Yeah. Well, all right. Thanks, guys, for tuning in this week. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. A little week off action. Did well, I guess. Paid dividends. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Friday. Yeah. Catch you next week, boys. Peace. Hey.